People can't get enough of the Stouting Off podcast. Tune in each week as Drew Stoutenberg and his producer, Jordan McMillian, spout off commentary on the everyday. The Stouting Off podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or simply offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Episode 206 of the Motor City HDJ podcast is entitled Weddings in the Stream. And if you're hearing Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers in your ears right now, then my work here is complete. Today's episode is all about stream services and why people think they're such a good idea as a substitute for entertainment at an event. Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, the list goes on. They've all made it so easy and so accessible to dial up even the most obscure albums out there. And because of that, there's been a recent trend in people choosing to save money on the party by way of this DIY approach to the playlists and the music that people will dance to. So I'm here to tell you today, it's a horrible idea for many reasons, which we're going to uncover for the next little bit. Spoiler, I'm here to tell you, I think you need a professional manning the controls, reading the crowd, keeping the fun going as only a professional can. Speaking of the professionals, E2i Design, they're my sponsor for this podcast. Find them on their website, E2iDesign.com, or the socials at E2i Design. Weddings in the stream starts now. And as it turns out, you are the most patient listeners in all of the podcast universe. I thank you for being with me for another one. It is me, your DJ, Brett Cummins, here with an episode that's going to prove to be, for all intents and purposes, just a gripe session, really, of one of my biggest pet peeves regarding event planning. I'm talking about streaming services as a substitute for entertainment and it will come to you as no surprise that I absolutely loathe the idea, but we'll dive into that momentarily. And before we get into that, of course, a quick update on me since the last episode. I'm always forever playing catch up is how it goes, but rest assured, you will get 26 episodes of content this year. I've promised you that. I'm going to deliver on that. Since February, business has been good. It usually happens this time of year where people are coming off of the five major engagement holidays. They start to make their decisions about wedding plans. So let's see. We've got Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, uh, Valentine's Day have all come and gone. And so have the swell of people who are excited to start this next chapter of their lives together. And I am already benefiting greatly from that. So thank you. I've been meeting with couples who crossed my path because of that and more are saying yes to me and Motor City HDJ. So to those of you that refer people you know, thank you for that. If you've seen me play, you've decided to have me play for your event, thank you as well. This business thrives on friends of friends of friends, and I will never be able to thank you enough for that. So here's what's been going on since the last time I talked to you. In fact, I've gotten to celebrate with quite a few more couples and their amazing friends, family, and loved ones. Uh, a few weeks ago now, I was at the Lake House in Ludington, Michigan to celebrate with Rachel and Chris. Their ceremony was off-site, and then the guests made their way from Shelby, Michigan, about 30 minutes away to begin the festivities at the Lake House. We had an excellent time, as I always love an opportunity to be back with my friends Gene and Jeff. They own the place. And if you didn't get a chance to see my Instagram post from that weekend, I encourage you to check out the Lake House. If you're having an event 
you want that pure Michigan vibe, the Lake House can give it to you. They they work all year round. They can accommodate most any size party. I think they're going to max out somewhere around that 225 to 250 mark. But check them out. All the socials, they're out there. Search them on the web. That's the Lake House in Ludington. And again, congratulations to Rachel and Chris. A week before that, I was down in the namesake there at Bees Detroit there. Oh, let's see. Yeah, it's the heart of Eastern Market, I guess, is what you would say. But Bees is a really cool, really unique venue. It's a multi-purpose facility with a cafe on the ground floor. It's got event space upstairs, a co-working office space up there, so much more to it. And their ceremony was on the temporarily covered outdoor patio. And then we moved the reception inside. Cocktail hour followed and then the guests enjoyed a strolling dinner, which actually led into the usual special moments right after that. And we partied until they told me to stop. So couldn't have been happier for Taylor and Connor. They had me along as well as an added bonus. Turns out the sister of the bride, brother-in-law of the bride, just happened to be past clients. And another past client couple was also there to add some familiar faces and friendly smiles. So a super quaint event. For Taylor and Connor celebrating with their closest friends and family, congratulations to you two. Of course, I'm thrilled to have shared the night with all of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you again. And this past weekend, Easter weekend, I had a, a wedding on Saturday, and then I had uh, Easter stuff on Sunday. So Saturday, I was back to uh, another a venue I've played recently, the Black Barn Venue. Their Black Barn Vineyard and Winery officially is their title. Uh, I got to celebrate with Kelsey and Tim. They got married on Saturday, so I was able to celebrate with them. And shortly after that, literally we got done, I headed home, and I was back up <laughs> at quarter to 5 a.m., 4.45, woo! That call time comes early. I was able to take part, help my friends out there at Oak Point Church in Novi. Uh, I took part in their Easter weekend, uh, Easter services on Sunday. It was really, really cool. Got to um, incorporate some um, DJing into the beginning of the Easter services on Sunday. So that was really cool, too. So to, to Kelsey and Tim, thank you for letting me celebrate with you. And of course, my new friends over at Oak Point Church in Novi, thanks for having me along for Easter weekend. All right. It's taken a lot of energy to want to talk about this. It's so tough because I get it. If you're If you're listening to this right now and you're still deciding whether or not to use mobile DJ entertainment for your event, there is no world in which you should even consider the opposite of using a DJ by, you know, using a streaming service or predetermined playlist to dictate the flow of your event. I hate to make such a broad generalization, but despite what other people have said out there about how successful it was or how much money they saved, your party will be so much more fun because you had a professional doing everything. Now, naturally, I'm biased to you hiring a mobile DJ and entertainment company like mine, because to me, it's so much more than just gaining the business and playing another event. And at the risk of being that cynical old man out there, you know, I, I, I get that we live in this crowdsourced everything culture, right? Everyone has a thought to share, whether it's warranted or not. And anytime you're looking for help on something, hey, Facebook, help me find this, that, or the other thing. My personal feeling is just Google it, you know. <laughs> Can't you read five-star reviews on your own, that kind of thing. But 
Everyone has a thought to share, even if it's warranted, if it's not, you know, most of the publicly shared wedding planning pages out there exist to help, you know, you and other couples save money at their event. And that's totally fine. The problem is, like I just alluded to, we've lost the ability to think for ourselves and we have to turn to Facebook and Pinterest for everyone's input on the best cake in town or the prettiest dress in the area. I promise you that as I was preparing for this episode, I had fully intended on making a complete pros and cons list as it relates to building the quote-unquote perfect streaming playlist for your event. I was actually considering throwing in my suggestions on how to do it. However, after several drafts of the copy that I use, several iterations, I came to realize the only positive outcome to doing something like this as far as using a streaming service in place of hiring a DJ, is that there is a cost savings there, of course. You know, run-of-the-mill DJs, dime a dozen DJ services out there, will cost you anywhere between $300 to $1,000. Professional, reasonably priced DJ and entertainment companies will run between $1,000 to $2,000. So guys that are just out there to get all your money, they're going to be well north of that $2,000 price point. And for that much money, you should be hiring an entire production company. Now, I'm usually an optimist, Motor City, but today's episode, the whole thing is a cons list. Five reasons why you shouldn't try to DIY your wedding reception entertainment. And before I get into it, I want to thank the folks over at WeddingDJCentral.com for the inspiration on today's episode. They helped me you know, sort of solidify some of my thoughts about this topic. And so I've uh, taken some in from inspiration from there, but most of these thoughts are, are mine. Uh, but there are five reasons why you shouldn't try to DIY your own wedding reception entertainment. The first, selecting the music. Now, this is the whole reason for this episode. The toughest part about trying to use streaming services for the entertainment at your wedding is actually selecting the music that you'll play. Part of my process when you decide to work with me in Motor City HDJ is to build different playlists for things that will happen throughout your event. I even have you build a list of special songs you'll have me play, and you'll create that, uh, you know, there's several there. Uh, there's a list for dancing music, stuff you want to dance to during open dancing. There's a list for the dinner playlist. There's a cocktail hour playlist, and um, there's even a short list of songs that you may not want to hear. That's the do not playlist, right? Then I've even included what I call the do what you have to list of songs that you'd like to hear, but you know, not crucial if you don't. So if you really commit, think about this. If you really commit to filling those playlists in the way that I recommend, you're looking at roughly 130 songs to think about. And you may think that's easy to do, but it really requires a lot of thought and concentration to put it all together. Imagine creating and playing these static playlists that don't change and can't change at a moment's notice. I mean, you're truly painting yourself into a box. You have to hope that your guests will love every musical choice you make and that they'll react to those choices without anyone there to guide them, okay? So this falls in line with how I discuss the, the do not playlist during a consultation, right? I talk about the do not playlist and that you should be very sparing with it because it's unnatural what you're doing, okay? I mean, I've, I've even talked about it here on this show, but really think about what you're doing by throwing a wedding. You've decided to throw a party for yourself. 
just so happens you've invited all these people to celebrate you, focus on you, pay attention to you for a night. And you're going to need to entertain them, and there's a good chance they may not want to hear everything you've got planned with your playlists. And sometimes they may want to hear things that you don't really care for. So that's why it's important. Requests are such an integral part of the wedding reception experience. And by sticking to just a static playlist, you remove that element from the wedding altogether. Your guests won't feel involved in the night. I mean, sure, you may have fun with all of the preparation by ordering the songs, but that may not jive with what your guests are into. Even by having them request a song, you know, I've seen that done where you, you know, uh, send us a song with your invitation and what have you. That's a tough thing to predict, right? Now, what happens if every person that returns an invitation lists a completely separate song, which is a, it's an impossibility. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it would actually happen, but think about what, it, what if it did? What if you did that where you had people send you a song on their invitation and every guest gave you a different song? So if your average guest list hovers around 150 to 200 people, that's going to be quite a few broken hearts throughout the night. And you might say, well, even if I have a DJ, there's a chance we wouldn't be able to play the request that way either. And to some extent, you'd be right. But the odds of getting to those requests would be better because of what a skilled DJ really does. And we'll get to that in a bit. At the end of the day, really, all of this, I mean, it's a ton of work to put a flawless playlist together. Now, I have to say, over the years, I've seen some of you give me amazing music choices to work from. I've, of course, made recommendations, and I have my ideas of what works and what doesn't. And I've even played events where I've been pleasantly surprised by the random choices a couple has made. And, and to be candid, those moments are very few and far between. And I'm saying this as humbly as possible when I say that there have been very few of these moments over the years where I've been surprised. And I've done this enough to know what works and what doesn't. There's really no need to reinvent the wheel. I know it's not the most exciting thing to hear, but the songs people rock out to and love the most have mostly stayed the same over time. There's a reason the songs that you may want to stay away from are crowd favorites. I get it. You hear those songs at every wedding, but there's a reason for that. Selecting music is one of the toughest things when it comes to using a streaming music service to entertain your guests on your big day. It really takes a lot of thought, and it's tough to just set it and forget it. Music at a wedding is not a static thing. You're not going to please everybody with this magical playlist that you created that you got ideas off of the internet, okay? It's dynamic. It changes depending on the mood that your crowd is in. So, the first reason you should stay away from it, selecting the music. Second, nothing replaces a skilled DJ. Equally as important, but number two on my list, is that nothing replaces a skilled DJ. Come on now, right? If you throw on a playlist and you press play and you hope for the best, you might get lucky chances are you're probably going to crash and burn. Okay, the reality here is that a skilled DJ will play the right song at the right time for the right people. And while I spend most of my time making the music connect from one song to the next, most of what I do is really just people watching. 
I watch many different things as the night goes on. I watch the changes in energy. I watch what gets them to tick. I watch what gets them out there. And if it doesn't get them out there, I immediately switch gears to accommodate for that energy. It happened this past weekend. All right, this wedding, Kelsey and Tim's wedding was great. It was wonderful. A lot of people came in from out of town. A lot of their guests were from California. A lot of their guests hadn't seen each other in quite some time. So, yeah, they took the time to visit with each other. And that is totally cool. I completely anticipate that. So I had to fill that time. I still had to have music going, but I had to fill that time with the music that wouldn't necessarily be a big bummer if I played it and no one was dancing to it. It's kind of like filling the air a little bit, right? Background music, as much as I hate being background music, it is what it is. But a lot of that people watching, I saw the momentum shift. All it took was watching one small group of people with a couple requests sprinkled in there. And those requests got a new group of people, which had a new group of people, which had a new group of people. And before you know it, the dance floor was full. And in the, in the consultations, when I meet with you, I talk about this bell curve with the dance floor. The energy of your event doesn't stay at 11 all night long. You know, and, and we know that after dinner, people just want to get out to the floor and dance. They hit it hard for about 30 to 45 minutes. They dance their faces off. And at some point, someone gets an idea to go do something else and most likely takes a group of people with them. So once that happens, others start to notice and they do the same thing. And then the dance floor dissipates for a little bit. And that's where I use that opportunity to throw a couple slower songs on for the guests that are interested in that. This might be their one chance to get out there because everyone else is into that higher energy music. So a skilled DJ observes the energy on the dance floor and adjusts accordingly. If you just use your streaming music playlist, there is no possible way to know, you know, weeks, months in advance what your crowd will want to hear next. Unless there's some sort of amazing artificial intelligence program I don't know about. A playlist can't guess what your crowd will want to hear. That's why a skilled DJ is so important in, in making sure the night flows. All right. Playlists aren't people. A great DJ will know what to play at the right time. So number two, nothing replaces a skilled DJ. The third reason you should avoid DIYing the music at your wedding is that a great DJ does more than just play music. So speaking of important people, we know that a great DJ does more than just play music, right? This, I mean, is this ever true? Every wedding I've ever been to that I've felt the DJ did a great job, they did more than just play music. Your playlist considered is only part of the equation. It won't be able to completely entertain your guests or even be a great public speaker. All right, so let's go back to that AI thing I just talked about. Unless your playlist is just crazy, some sort of magical device I've never heard of before, the only thing your streaming music playlist can do is play music. It can't make announcements or direct your crowd or engage with your guests. Not even hype recordings from some celebrity trickled in there. It doesn't matter. Think about a great DJ that you've seen. Think about what they did that made them great at what they do. 
between the things you saw them do and the things they did ahead of time, there's a lot that the DJ does to make sure your day goes well. As an example, here's the short list of what I do on event day. First, I am there hours before the event starts. I greet your coordinator or whoever your contact is. We get on the same page. We make sure that we're working from that same timeline to create a seamless and smooth event experience. Then your guests will arrive for cocktail hour. I'm all set up, changed, ready to go with that cocktail hour playlist. And then you walk in the door after taking all those pictures between ceremony to reception, and I'm there ready to greet you too. And after you've arrived and gotten settled in, I greet your guests. I'm the one that rounds up the crowd to introduce myself and let them know who's running the night. I'm the one who introduces you to your guests and brings the energy to this very special moment. I transition you through the other special elements at the top of the night to keep the flow, the, the cake cutting, the toasts, the, the blessing, and, and finally dinner. I'm the one that directs the crowd and keeps things moving smoothly and efficiently so that we can maximize the time that we have together to celebrate you. It's so much more than just pressing a button and hoping everything falls into place. These special moments and events require someone at the helm to ensure that everything goes smoothly. And, and what about the perfect timing? Your playlist can't do that. You'd have to have absolutely amazing timing for every special moment throughout the night. And that's just not possible. That's the biggest thing about this point is that a great DJ does more than just play music. So the third reason a set it and forget it playlist idea is a bad one. It's right there. It can't do all the things a great DJ can. Ironically, this brings me to yet another great segue of why you shouldn't substitute a DJ for a streaming playlist. Number four, someone still has to run the music. While a playlist is predefined and should be able to just run on its own, that doesn't mean that it won't need attention. Some important questions you're going to need to answer. Is your playlist audio going to be the same volume from song to song? Do you even know how to level the audio so that one song isn't louder than the other? What happens if one song is too quiet? What if you've chosen the wrong playlist or the wrong song altogether? Bottom line here is that it isn't 100% set it and forget it. Someone will need to keep an eye on the music anyway. And now what you've done is you've removed that person from being able to have fun at your event. And I totally get that there may be willing volunteers out there, but deep down they want to be able to enjoy the fun like everyone else without having to worry about extra responsibility. And if you don't have someone in charge of manning the controls, it becomes a free-for-all. What will happen if your guests have access to the music all night long and they decide to just randomly change the music without telling anybody? That there <laughs> is no good at all. And that will most likely happen. And of course... Add booze into the mix if you're having alcohol at your wedding. My goodness, good luck with that. What happens if your guests have access to the music and they just continue to try and fight with each other about it? The music's going to sound terrible. Your guests will become annoyed. They're going to rise up pretty quickly. Yeah, man. 
<laughs> Think about that. Well, and, and imagine this. Let's say one person likes R&B, another person likes group dances. Throw Grandpa in the mix, who likes his 50s and 60s jams, and now you got a mess. It's not just going to magically work itself out. In, in, in a free-for-all situation, everyone wants what they want. And if you don't enlist the help of someone else, you will most likely personally need to be keeping an eye on the music device multiple times, even to adjust it. And are you sure on your big day that you really want to be the one doing this at your wedding reception? Oh, and uh, don't forget to make sure if you're using an iPad or a phone that you've got all the music downloaded locally because without airplane mode enabled, you can expect to get notifications that will interrupt the flow of the night. Speaking of other interruptions, you'll probably be inclined to switch playlists or songs because people aren't dancing when you want them to be. Your guests will most likely stay on the floor for some time dancing to one specific genre, but after a while, they'll do that bell curve thing that I talked about. And then once they start leaving, it's inevitable that you or someone else will get the brilliant idea to just switch genres or playlists, and you'll keep doing that every two to three songs because people aren't dancing. And this is the price that you pay for not having a DJ, you see. So someone's still going to have to run the music. Who's that someone going to be? Is it going to be you? I certainly hope not, because you should be able to enjoy your big day. So that's number four. Someone's still got to run it. Last but not least, and this is the big one, gear. You are going to need sufficient sound equipment, which is powerful enough to get your crowd dancing and to be able to be louder than the amount of people you have in the room. You might also need lights. You're probably going to need a microphone as well. You're going to need to be able to connect all of these things together. You're probably going to just have to rent the equipment anyway. Chances are you have very few people in your life that have the same kind of gear that I have. When you hire me, here's an example. Think about everything that I have accessible to you as part of your investment. I have a sound system that at, at its peak power is 2,600 watts. That's a lot of sound. They are 12-inch horns, and that just means that the, the woofer inside is 12 inches. 2,600 watts of peak power. The speakers are self-powered, so they don't need any sort of amplifier. But what happens if you get speakers that are passive, which need an amplifier? So there's your speakers. The speakers need speaker stands. You've got to rent those. And if you want lights, you've got to have something to hang them on. You've got to have some way to make the cords look all nice because I can probably guess you don't want things looking all ratty. Then you've got to have something to connect it to. You're going to need some sort of line mixer, some sort of small mixer, which will allow you to connect a microphone, your input device like your iPad, your laptop, or whatever it is that you're going to run the music on. If you are going to do lighting of any kind, you're going to need to be able to connect those, hook those up, make sure those work. You don't want them to be bebopping all night long, sound active. Sometimes you want the lights to just move slowly based on what's going on in the room. Maybe you want up lighting as well. I include all of those things with what I do. In fact, the 10-foot lighting truss, LED up lighting fixtures, all of that stuff I Manage. You're going to need enough power. You're going to need enough cords to run power. You're going to need a way to prevent any sort of surge from happening. 
You're going to need tape to tape down chords so that people don't trip over things. And certainly, like I said, if you're running your music off of a laptop or mobile device, you definitely want to make sure it's connected to the internet, but you also don't want it to be streaming necessarily because what happens if the Wi-Fi drops out? You're going to need to make sure you have a headphone output on whatever device it is so that you can plug that device into your line mixer. You definitely don't want to use your phone because when you, when you use that phone, like I said earlier, you're going to have to put it on flight mode or else you're going to be in trouble. If you don't put it in airplane mode, you're going to have uh, some awkwardness there. So like I said, you'll need active speakers. You'll need a line mixer. You'll need microphones, possibly microphone cables, power cables, extension cables, lights, headphones. If you want to listen to things ahead of time, it's going to cost you money to rent the equipment. So why not just get the guy? But then what about managing the sound? Because if it's too loud, you're going to blow out the speakers. If it's too soft, you're not going to be able to hear. Plus, if by accident somehow a volume button is turned to its loudest setting, you're going to be in for a painful surprise for sure. What happens if you need someone to troubleshoot? Now you're having to troubleshoot. There's no backup equipment there because, well, that was all you did. So it's all these things that I think about with equipment and with what I do. You need to think about those things too. And that's not what you should be doing on your wedding day. So, yeah. Is it cheaper than hiring a DJ? Mm, technically, from a money standpoint, it could be. From an experience standpoint, you know, you're not getting what you deserve by skimping and playing streaming music playlist. And again, for those reasons, selecting your music, knowing that nothing replaces a skilled DJ, knowing that a great DJ does more than play music, knowing that someone still has to run the music, knowing that you're probably going to have to rent the gear, make sure you have everything anyway. That's a long checklist. I'm telling you, all of those things, they're not worth it. The amount of work that you're going to have to do to put this on is not worth it. Hire a guy. Hire someone that knows what they're doing and can give you a great experience. Do not try to DIY your own wedding entertainment. Please, I implore you, hire someone that can do it right, a guy like me, Motor City HDJ. I've been doing it long enough. The reviews are out there. People love my work, and I'm just saying that as a matter of fact. I promise you, hire someone that knows what they're doing, and you won't go wrong. That's it for me today. That was my, I'm off my soapbox now. And until the next time we talk, take care of yourself. And I'm going to have an interview for our next episode that you're not going to want to miss. Thank you for listening as always. And just be kind. Be kind.